Yes, Zach, we totally hear you. Hey. Hello, everyone. Hey, Hakan. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we can start. It's actually 9 p.m. right now in Singapore, and I believe it is also 4 p.m. in Turkey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pundiak's Twitter space on crypto adoption series. I'm Zach, the CEO and co-founder of Pundiak's. And in today's show, we have a very special topic, which is to focus on a country renowned for its very active and enthusiastic crypto adoption, which is Turkey. And today we have many distinguished crypto ecosystem contributors joining the Twitter space from Turkey. So, guys and girls, let's start. I'll let you guys introduce yourself, and I think it's apt to actually start with Puniax master franchisee in Turkey, our dear friend Hakan. Hakan, why don't you share a bit, a, a little bit about yourself and how did you start the journey of crypto and also getting involved in pushing adoption in Turkey. Uh, thank you for having me, Zach, and welcome to everyone. Uh, I am Hakan, the co-founder and the general manager of Ovo Digital Services and the master franchise of Pundiax in Turkey. Uh, firstly, I hope it will be a pleasant chat for our followers uh, to understand Pundiax operations and crypto adoption in Turkey. So before starting, first of all, I would like to start with some news. Uh, our four new stores, which are located in Bodrum, Antalya, Trabzon, and Istanbul, will be live in July. Uh, together with the stores to be opened, Kundiak Turkey will have 16 active locations, uh, which means we are officially market leader of physical crypto exchange business in the world. Uh, I want to give some statistics for listeners uh, to compare Kundiak and our competitors. Our most, our most serious competitor, which has been serving for over 10 years, has six active stores. Uh, so I think this explains our uh, achievements uh, in two years. Pundiax Turkey has reached 16 stores in two years. And I would like to thank Pundiax team and our merchants for contributing to this success. Right. So, Hakan. You mentioned that we actually have 16 active stores in Turkey, right? And it is called Bundi Exchange Store. So can you share a little bit with the audience, what do you mean by a store? Is it a physical shop in the streets of Turkey? Is it a virtual? Is it online? Let, let us imagine how it is like in Turkey. What do you mean by a store? Uh it's a physical cryptocurrency exchanges, actually. Uh, the, the consumers go go our stores, Pundex exchanges, physical exchanges, and they convert their cryptocurrencies to fiat currency, or they uh, they they buy uh, they buy cryptocurrency by using Xbox technology. Right. So it's actually something like a Seven Eleven or like a foreign exchange store where people can actually go to in the mall buy the very busy street in Istanbul and actually go there and say, hey, I want to buy crypto, I want to sell crypto, or I want to spend crypto. Is that it? Yeah, it's exactly like that. 
Exactly. Right. Okay. And I think one thing very exciting is that you have always shared on PundiX Turkey and also in extension PundiX Twitter's um, Twitter account some of the storefront um, that is actually very visible and in very busy streets in Istanbul and also other cities. Yeah, actually, uh, I think we have like seven stores in Istanbul, uh, most uh, in the most crowded areas like Grand Pazar. Grand Pazar is the uh, uh, is the you know uh, the oldest oldest shopping mall in the world, and we have one store in Grand Pazar inside the Grand Pazar, and we are opening one more uh, physical exchange in Grand Pazar too. So, shopping malls is uh, you know it's it's. Uh, uh, it's it's really interesting business type because uh, uh, the the food falls in the shopping malls. The, cost, uh, the the customers going to the shopping mall can easily buy and sell their cryptocurrencies in Pundex stores, uh, Pundex physical crypto exchanges. Uh, we are in uh, we are in uh, Akoflario shopping mall in Istanbul, Pedikan Mall, uh, First Avenue. Uh, these are the uh, these are the our stores in the shopping malls. Right. So you mentioned Grand Bazaar, which is a like you said, right, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, shopping mall. And we also have it in Pelican. And I think today you have invited two friends, which is also Expo's Fundi X Exchange Store merchant, which is uh, Daniel and Zion. So why don't we? Invite Daniel and Zain, which um, I think you guys are also enabled as speaker, to share a little bit about how you guys got involved with rolling out Expos in Turkey. So, shall we let Daniel start first? Hi, thanks for uh, giving me the uh, room. Uh, uh, well, uh, the thing is, we have a kind of an interesting story. Um, we started out with a physical cryptocurrency exchange uh, back in Pakistan in the year 2013. And slowly we built it up. Uh, so we were the only uh, online platform where uh, called Urdubit, where we were trading uh, Bitcoins uh, for fiat currency. So uh, after, uh, I mean, it's pretty much, uh, uh, that's how we, Zain and me started out. Uh, but eventually we started moving towards Turkey once our central bank uh, basically uh, told us that we, we are not allowed to do this anymore. So that's how we basically shifted to Turkey and started uh, a physical exchange after meeting Hakan. So I'm going to let Zain speak a little bit about it. Uh, hello everyone. <laughs> Actually, I'm use I'm not using my personal account, and uh, I'll be using the same phone uh, to converse further. So basically, as Daniel pointed, that uh, back in 2013 we started a physical exchange. So those were really early days, and people didn't know <laughs> much about Bitcoin. But uh, we kept going on, and uh, we founded the online exchange in 2014. So we actually saw, uh, you know, the stage the, where the people have evolved technolo technologically from 2013 to 2023. I think we have come a long way and the crypto adoption is actually, you know, uh, going exponential in these years. 
so yeah uh, getting on with expos was really amazing for us because uh, it was first time we were using something to accept payments directly and uh, it was also on multi platform like multi chains so uh, you know trc20 bep20 erc20 everybody uh, i mean every chain we could accept using expos so it was really a good start for us right so uh, yeah so actually daniel and zain so you guys yeah, have a very interesting story your journey as of actually starting and selling crypto actually started in 2013 and if i heard you correctly you already started a or tried to start a physical store back in pakistan in 2013 is that correct well actually we ran the store uh, in 2013 uh, the physical store for about a year uh, and then we shifted onto a platform uh, it was a trading engine which was called urdubit so that uh, where we started off and uh, by the time we were near closing we had over 28000 users at that time oh. oh wow so you guys are likely to be one of the first if not the first people that started a physical exchange store and that makes it even more proud that you guys actually chose uh, expos as a solution and hakan uh yes actually yeah go ahead yes yeah i mean like uh, running the physical store for a year we knew like uh, you know the things at that time were very different back then and now running a physical store it's a whole new dynamics uh, with expos and multi chain currencies right and how did hakan how did you meet uh, daniel and zain and how did you as a franchisee actually strike up this partnership with daniel and zain yeah zek uh, actually it's a a very interesting and unique story behind of uh, Daniel and uh, Zain uh, the way of the becoming of Pundex merchant uh they are very experienced as you understand they are very experienced in blockchain technologies and business uh, physical crypto exchange business uh, and all of all of my merchants actually are uh, turkish citizens and when the uh, daniel and zain came to me uh, I, i was very i was really surprised Uh, and they when they asked me they want to open a crypto exchange okay how it how it, how it it is going to happen because they are foreigners uh, they are, they yeah they are living in turkey with their residence permit so we we provided uh, pundex turkey provided a full package of service to zain and daniel uh, in establishing their company complying with regulations accountant Uh, renting renting to right location uh and setting up their pundex store so uh, it was a full service and these two innovative guy i think uh, they are the best example of how to run a business in a foreign country right so hakan you have many merchants and daniel and zain is actually uh the first pair uh, the first two guys that are actually working with you in Turkey but they have a very interesting story in the fact that they are actually not from Turkey originally so that makes me very interested in Daniel and Zain uh, your story and especially you mentioned that you got involved 
into selling crypto since 2013. So your crypto journey lightly started before 2013. So tell us a little bit, introduce us about yourself, Daniel and Zion, and how did the two of you got involved in the crypto business? Okay, uh, so basically it goes long way back uh, when I was uh, studying, I was in university and uh, that time I stumbled upon Bitcoin. So since then there was no turning back and actually what happened was that while I was studying, I was studying film and animation. So I had a lot of computing power at disposal for my 3D renderings. So that's where actually the magic started when we started putting all our machines for mining. And uh, halfway through, I thought like animation is not the way to go rather than utilize these, this computing power to build future. And uh, back then I was in Malaysia actually when I discovered Bitcoin. And uh, as a foreigner in a different country, I knew that I had to be in Pakistan in order to do something. So I came back in 2013 and uh, I met Daniel over Facebook actually. He wanted to buy some Bitcoins and I wanted to sell some Bitcoins as I was new in the country and uh, I needed some expenses. So I was offloading my BTC at that time for $200, $300 a piece. So Daniel he approached me on the Facebook and from there on, uh, you know, he was the first guy who approached me on the Facebook. And since then, I haven't left him. It's been 10 years. It's been a good journey. We evolved from a physical exchange point to a digital exchange. And uh, we faced a lot of regulatory issues with the central banking. We tried to convince them for years. Uh, at the time of closing, when we closed, as Daniel said, we had 28,000 users and we traded over 4,000 BTC. Whoa. Uh, but the state bank was not in any mood to you know, give us some... Uh, relaxations they just gave us one week to clear all the user balances and they started freezing our bank accounts which was a uh, sort of a nightmare for us but uh, again you know the crypto it has no boundaries <laughs> so we started to look for new avenues and uh, we landed in turkey after that so yeah daniel you want to add something <laughs> Yeah, so Zane basically gave you his end of the story. Uh, mine is uh, kind of similar and uh, interesting. Uh, basically, my mom read in a newspaper uh, that they have a Bitcoin ATM in USA now. So she asked me, what's a Bitcoin, right? So that's when I started researching. And at that time, I would I think BTC was, uh, this was right uh, after MTGOX happened. So uh, it was around $500. So when I saw that Bitcoin had value, uh, it got me interested uh, because I said, how can something be digital and have so much value? Uh, the more I studied it, the more I understood it, the technology behind uh, Bitcoin itself and how blockchain runs and how secure this network is. Uh, that's what uh, actually uh, got me into it. And the rest, you know, as Zane said, uh, how we met. <laughs> so the floor is yours, guys. Right. So both of you actually started as uh, Facebook friends. And then you two decided to start the crypto, to set up the crypto business. And that brought you all the way from Pakistan, whereby you guys were 28,000, you say, accounts were frozen. 
and you had to leave the country because you wanted to continue the crypto business. Exactly. Yes. Wow, nice. Uh, yeah. Zach, Zach, I want to ask a question to Daniel and uh, uh, Zain uh, because I know they have a they have a new project. By the way, they are the, uh, they are a very very good entrepreneurs. Uh, Daniel and Zain, would you like to speak about your decentralized marketplace a little bit? Uh, right now, you are uh, working on it. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Uh, I think uh, we got cut off a little bit. Oh, uh, would you like to tell about your uh, new project about your decentralized marketplace? Uh, would you would you would you want to say something about us? Sure. Uh, basically, we are also uh, working on a platform. It's called Zero Equity, um, and we are planning to uh, set it up such that uh, we can tokenize digital uh, physical assets and offer crowdfunding through that platform to uh, different small businesses. So rather than them go banks and looking for loans to set up a business or a start a business or get liquidity, that's something that they would be able to get from our platform. Similarly, we are also planning to tokenize real estate within uh, uh, Turkey itself. So somebody who owns a flat can uh, partly sell his uh, uh, flat on on our platform and uh, similarly if somebody wants a rental income and wants to buy they can basically use that and uh, uh, platform to buy um, a tokenized property within turkey uh, actually we had been uh, you know exploring this idea long before the development of erc20 tokens so at that time we were uh, there was no erc20 there was you know no nft concept Ethereum was very new and we were trying to tokenize property back in Pakistan. But again, the regulatory hurdles were so much the security and exchange commission, you know, they, they, it's a big headache to deal with them on these issues. So we decided to abandon that part in Pakistan, but obviously technology doesn't stop. It keeps evolving every day. Today we have NFT, today we have ERC20 tokens, BRC20 and God knows which protocols are alive. So we have started, uh, resumed this project again, and uh, we will be launching uh, hopefully by the end of this month when we will be live. So we have got the properties, we have got the uh, physical assets that we are tokenizing, and very soon we will be, you know, uh, pushing it uh, for the digital marketing also, so that users can join up and get in and see how the DeFi tastes like when it's with, you know, uh, real assets. Right. So I think you mentioned something uh, very interesting, which is tokenizing real world asset. And I wonder how Turkey, the regulatory, the government would actually look on your marketplace and say, hey, we want this or we are actually frowning on this because it's really a new frontier and the government is really not sure about this. In Singapore, we are also going through a very interesting period whereby MAS, right, our regulatory uh, central bank is actually going through a process to determine lots of things. And I believe tokenizing real world asset is something that a lot of people want to do. But whether if there's a regulatory clarity, I think that is a very key question. Um, in fact, 
our chief legal officer, David, is also on the call. So maybe later on, he can also chime in on that. But next, I think we want to also hear from someone which is actually very active in the crypto space in Turkey and also in Avalanche. We have Caesar. Is Caesar with us right now? Caesar from AVAX, are you in the call and are you a speaker? I saw him just now, but I think we, but not anymore. Yeah, I think we lost okay, him. We lost him. Um, so, all right. So maybe if he comes back, Paco, let me know and we will then give the floor to him. Right. Okay. As you guys said, we have so many things going on in Turkey. And in a research from GWI and Reuters, it shows that 27% of young people aged between 16, oh, not just young people, everyone aged between 16 to 64 owns crypto in Turkey, which makes Turkey the highest crypto ownership country globally. Why is that? Uh, what's your take, Hakan? Uh, honestly, the, the top 10 crypto-owned countries in the list uh, are facing serious economic crisis, uh, I think. Uh, Turkey, Argentina, Philippines, Thailand, Brazil, Indonesia, South Africa, Daniel is here, you can also talk, and Vietnam. These countries' GDP per capita is below the starvation line. Uh, and uh, for Turkey in t 2023, annual inf inflation rate announced uh, 105%. Uh, but I am sure that the real inf inflation rate is much more higher than 105%. Uh, so my interpretation to this list is that in the countries where inflation is high, people make their investments to cryptocurrencies, commodities, and the securities. Uh, uh, that could be my answer, actually. Um, yeah, and Hakan, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I read somewhere that in the past few years, Turkey has actually changed quite a few finance ministers and Turkish lira has actually depreciated quite a bit. I think maybe even 80% or so. Is, is that true? And... How do you guys cope with it in your daily lives? Yeah, actually, it's affecting us too much. You know, there was an election in Turkey, uh, like uh, one, two yeah. weeks ago, uh, and uh, and the finance uh, minister is uh, is change uh, right now, and central bank central bank president is going to change too. Uh, so the infl inflation rate is, you know, it's uh, it's crazily high in Turkey. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, you know, I don't know what was the, uh, what was the rate of US dollars in one year ago, but probably, uh, it was like, uh, 12 Turkish stress, something else or 13 Turkish stress. And it raised to, uh, 21 Turkish stress right now. Uh, maybe, yes, you are right. Maybe, you know, 80%, maybe more. Uh, and if we, you know, if you consider, uh, there is a, uh, 
inflation in, in every country, like in the you know, United States, like 7% or something else. Uh, this is this in Turkey, it's you know, it's 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 so huge, it's more than maybe 150%. Right, so naturally, as a, as a regular person in Turkey, I would want to hedge my salary, my monthly salary, with something, right? And does it happen whereby once someone gets their salary, they will go to a Pundiax exchange store and say, I want to sell some of my local currency into Bitcoin, into US dollar stable coin, into Pundiax token. Is that the kind of customers that you guys face every day? Daniel and Zion, the, you guys are on the floor, I mean, you know, really in the thick of action. So who are the people buying from those physical exchanges? Yeah, so uh, like Harkan uh, just informed you, actually uh, see with the cryptocurrencies in general, it just does not open uh, up a stream of store of value, but it also gives you a borderless way of uh, earning. So it's not like just people who are coming to invest uh, money, but they are also people who want to actually, you know, cash out money for using their day-to-day -to, -day, uh, to cover their day-to-day -day expenses since they are earning in crypto rather than just, you know, making an investment. Uh, Turkish people in general they prefer gold, uh, but the younger generation, as Hakan said, are now uh, shifting towards uh, digital uh, means, and uh, this is probably the uh, safest investment right now. And uh, it's uh, it's why people tend to, you know, just come and buy uh, from us because it's convenience, it's easy and it's fast. Uh, yes, and I would like to add that, you know, uh, as Hakan and Daniel just mentioned about the audience. Yes, we do uh, regularly get, you know, on the physical outlet, there are people who are coming every day, not just to buy, but they also want to get educated about how can, you know, uh, protect their purchasing power, basically. Because as Hakan said, that Lira is depreciating every day. So people here, they want, they want to put their savings in something that can protect their purchasing power, a hedge against inflation. So in that case, people invest in gold, people invest in assets, and people invest in crypto too. As a you know, uh, it is being used globally a hedge against the inflation. So yeah, we do uh, we do encounter people in on daily basis who are looking to do these sort of transactions. And when they uh, go to the store, do they usually sell their cash? Do they bring cash fiat, or do they do bank transfer, or you know through some cash app that is popular in Turkey? Well, what is the typical way? Uh, the typical way is basically uh, doing cash transactions because there's restrictions from banks uh, when you want to take out money and deposit money. So mostly people, uh, you know, they, for large, larger sums. So they, what they do is they usually bring cash or they want cash rather than uh, doing banking apps. Right. Okay. Um, what cryptos are they buying? Uh, it's a diverse group. I have uh, just had some people come yesterday for even Baby Dodge, uh, but uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the main two go-to uh, investments. Okay, uh, look, I would like to add here, uh, 
as the investment opportunities are there so are the gambling opportunities also so people who are coming with you know small money they would also want to gamble their money on the shit coins so people uh-huh. there's a very diverse group they also buy btc they also buy usdt stable coins and then they want to go into speculative coins also like pepe baby doge and whatever can make them you know two satoshis i see i see and and when they go to the stores do they know in the back of their mind that they want to buy a certain coin or they could even there's a high possibility they will be asking hey daniel hey zain what coin should i buy uh if i want to you know get rich or whatever do they ask your opinion or most of the time they already know what they want to buy uh no they do ask uh, for investment advice but that's something that we don't usually tell them because you know um it's, it's with these markets you can never tell uh, when they will go up or when they will go down and uh, if we suggest something then you know they can come back and they'll be like you made us lose money so <laughs> we tend to just tell them man uh, do your research see which coin it is and buy it yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah makes sense makes sense you don't want them to come next day to you know <laughs> all right um okay um since turkey is well known as the most um you know crypto with the highest crypto adoption one of the most if not the most what are your thoughts on the opportunities uh in turkeys in terms of crypto adoption oh okay let's start so, if you want guys uh okay sure 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 oh, okay uh zek i think turkey has a very mixed and colorful uh, population uh there are over 10 million immigrants living in turkey uh which equals to 12 12% of total population mm-hmm. and these communities are escaping from the wars government sanctions in their country and they want to open a new page in turkey they want to buy houses cars and they want to run a business in a free and safe environment uh, but the, uh, as the uh, as the daniel and zain said the biggest problem are banks uh, many of foreigners do not have a bank account or they cannot open a bank account or cannot transfer their funds to another country. Uh, I believe a uh, crypto friendly environment and the regulations by the Turkish government and the central bank uh will provide a great advantage to the Turkey. Actually it's 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 you know it's for all of, uh, uh, this this is uh, this is for all countries. Uh in 2021 uh, uh Turkish central bank announced a, a regulation that that bans the crypto uh, cryptocurrency payments uh i think it was a it was a very big mistake for central bank to banning the use of cryptocurrencies as a payment methods uh so i believe uh, with the clarification of the regulation in 2024 uh there will be a huge opportunities for decentralized fintechs in turkey uh regulators regulators need to understand that they cannot get ahead of the technology with the regulations they need to make regulations compatible with the technology uh, this is my approach and daniel and zain you want to add anything else no i think you pretty much summed it up uh, and you're absolutely right this is what we tried in pakistan also 
the regulations are important. Uh, it safeguards you, it safeguards the uh, people, and it also safeguards the company <laughs> operating within the space. So as long as we have regulations and we can abide with them, I think there is no reason uh, why the government should, uh, you know, take a negative approach because it helps bring in investment and it helps bring in opportunity. So if you want to move with the times, the technology has to be accepted, um, not just blockchain itself, but AI and all the new technologies that are emerging now. It's something that is required and we should be open to it, not just uh, the governments, but we as people also. Mm. Right now, uh, as Hakan mentioned, right now the central bank doesn't allow crypto as a payment method, but the central bank allows people to buy and sell crypto. Uh, it, am I understanding it correctly? Yes. Uh, there is no regulation for crypto exchange in Turkey right now. It's in the gray point. So, and, but we are waiting for a regulation in 2024 mm. for the exchanges. Mm, okay. And um, Daniel and Zion, so the market that you understand most is possibly Pakistan. And are there any signs that we will be able to roll out Puniex Exchange Store in Pakistan? Uh, I hope so. Maybe in the future sometime. Uh, we are still active in that space a little bit. So if there are regulations that come out, uh, definitely, we, why would we not want to take this there? Because there's a lot of opportunity within Pakistan also. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, what other opportunities that you guys see, like maybe token specific or, you know, how to allow people to buy tokenized real world asset on at a Pundiex exchange store. Is that even possible? Uh, does the government, do you think that the government will be, uh, will be welcoming? Yeah. Uh, well, that's one thing. The, that's one thing we have to consider because uh, when the time comes, uh, we should be ready to, uh, uh, to have the platform to launch from there. Uh, right now, they're like Pakan said, they're in the gray area. Uh, there is uh, uh, basically you can set up a company within uh, Turkey where uh, you can give digital uh, shares. So uh, th this might be something that we might be able to convince the regulators to do until there is proper uh, framework available for this. I see. All right. So um, if I'm a merchant in Turkey uh, or anywhere else, and if I'm interested in adopting or setting up the next Puniex exchange store. How would you guys advise us as someone that is going through or have gone through the process? What are the, um, um, what are the loopholes that I should avoid? And yeah, just, just tell us how is the best way to become a merchant? Um, you know, for example, with Hakan. Uh, I think Hakan. Okay, go ahead, Hakan. You go ahead first. Okay. Uh, firstly, uh, the merchants, the candidates, uh, needs to establish a company. It's it's must. You know, they they need an entity. So we firstly complete their KYC and EDD process, uh, and after that, if they uh, pass that process, uh, they can they they can apply for the 
to open a store and open an account in Fundex. Uh, so after that, our uh, our, our architects are uh, actually we are finding the right location for the merchants uh, because uh, mostly the foreigner people are using uh, physical crypto exchanges uh, in Turkey because they are transferring their uh, their funds or they are studying in Turkey uh, or you know um, uh, or they want to buy a house or car something else or establish a company in Turkey. So uh, we find the right location. Uh, if it's a, if it's a, a shopping mall, uh, there is uh, there is lots more uh, procedures with the shopping malls because you know uh, the business model. Uh, they cannot actually not all of the shopping malls understand our business model, and you know they are uh, they are not so optimistic for the for a physical exchange, actually crypto exchange. So we are using our contacts and networks to go inside a shopping mall or a uh, or a street. Uh, then we rent the place. Actually, the merchants is renting the place, and after that, we are giving uh, merchants training and uh, we are deploying their expos, uh, and they and they start to work. You know, this is the procedure goes like uh, uh, for every merchant. Mm, okay. Um, and what about uh, Daniel and Zion? Yeah. So uh, basically, when we wanted to get, be, become the merchant, uh, the main thing that I mean, the only help that we got was from Hakan. So anybody who is interested in becoming a merchant or uh, looks forward to venture in this space, I think Hakan is the man uh, to be contacted with. Because he had been a great help for us. Being foreigners in this country, uh, the language barrier was there. The everything I mean, what you can imagine was there as a difficulty. But Hakan really, you know, uh, helped us. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to actually acknowledge. Um, yeah, definitely. So for those of you that are actually interested, whether you are in Turkey or in adjacent country to become a 20X exchange store merchant, or even, you know, just get hold of one Expos terminal in your coffee shop or whatever, you can either get in touch with Hakan, which is our awesome franchisee, or also directly with Pundiax. Uh, either way, uh, we want to see more and more adoption. And I think Turkey itself is a great use case and a great adoption story whereby we have seen more than 16 stores that are being set up uh, as we speak so uh hakan daniel and zayn um last words uh to the audience before we call it a day yeah uh actually uh Zach, we didn't talk about uh, uh how that uh, physical exchange business idea came from you know uh, because when uh, when I first applied for the Pundex to become a, a distributor, uh, uh, my my goal is to get the expose and you know deploy the de deploy the technology to the banks and the fintechs in Turkey and meditate crypto payments. So, but after the uh, after the regulations, uh, central bank regulation, we couldn't uh, we we couldn't uh, go on that side and. Uh, 
I saw that physical exchanges in the Grand Bazaar and everywhere in Istanbul. Then we made a presentation to David and Volan. And David uh, actually approved uh, this uh, physical exchange business vertical. And after that, we started, uh, we started the business and it gets successful. So uh, this is the whole story, actually. You know, uh, I was not accepting that uh, this, this, uh, this vertical is going to, to get successful as much as like this. But, you know, it is, it, actually, it is the need. You know, every corner we have a foreign exchange in the world. But, uh, but the new generation, Z generation, they are owning cryptocurrencies and they want to exchange in the physical points, in trustful, in trustful points, actually, because uh, it's a, the exposed uh, technology system is working with the custodial or, uh, or any non-custodial uh, crypto wallets or any uh, central exchange accounts. So this is an lightning network also. So this is, you know, this, this, this will be, uh, in the future, I think uh, we will we will see much more physical exchanges all all around the world. So I want to thank you uh, for inviting me, and uh, you know it was really good uh, to catch up with the, all the audience and the Pundex lovers. Uh, hope see you so, soon again, everyone. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before. Um... I think you are right. You try and we try to work with a lot of banks and fintech companies. And we actually realized that the best way is actually to set up a store. And I believe the, the lead that we have in Turkey will be great examples globally in other countries. So definitely with you uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I would uh, also like to add in, uh, as Akan said, uh, about uh, my inspiration for this business, where did it came from? So, like, two years ago, when I first landed in Turkey, uh, I went actually to Naked Coins in uh, Taksim because I wanted to change some crypto. And after the first transaction, I emailed the uh, general manager of Naked Coins that I want to be in this business with you guys. But he never responded to me since that day. And uh, <laughs> here I am today with Pundi X. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Turkey itself is a country which is really ripe for the crypto adoption. As uh, the inflation is high and uh, people are looking for an avenue to save. So, I think my personal opinion is we have a very bright future in crypto. And uh, with this, I would like to... Uh, you know, thank you all for having me with you guys. It was really an honor being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And the last one. Yeah. All right. I um, nothing to add here. I think uh, pretty much Akan and Jane covered uh, everything. And I'd like to thank the audience for listening to us because it was a great opportunity to uh, share our story. And hopefully some of you guys will visit us in uh, City Center EVM in Istanbul. And we'd love to have a cup of tea with you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you all for your time. And thank you, Hakan, Daniel, Zayem, and everyone that is tuning in. So if you are in Turkey, remember to visit a Pundi X exchange store and 
buy a crypto from our lovely merchant. So thank you once again and thanks for tuning in. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.